0: hello everybody and welcome back to the mcu for dummies i am dummy number one ken who just hit the desk which is against lewis's rules and that is my fault and that is Dummy number two lewis and i will keep my hands up in the air so that lewis does not have to edit around me smacking and on wave on where you just
1: don't care
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, i'm waving them because i look like i'm on the planet titan right now i well actually you titan look like you're on Tos. vormir yeah, thank you. Vormir is the answer. I know. Titan is kind of like make red, sure, orange. Make sure your wife gets away. You're gonna have to sacrifice her for the mine. You know stone. what's uncomfortable? You know what's weird is that the uh, the 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 power stone is purple, and you yes. get and he like kind of like I don't know. It's weird. It's like because like, like Vormir is the one where you get the soul stone, and that one's blue. No,
1: that's blue. Purple. Here's a hot take I have. I think it was stupid that they did the tesseract and the the shaft thing, the the scepter, like the yeah. same colors. But then the scepter produces the mind stone. Yeah, or as Wanda, well, I've been wanting to say this all day. You know, in uh, in the last like scene of uh, WandaVision, where Vision is yes. like, "What am I?" and she like breaks that weird accent. and She's like, "Like, you are a piece of me from the mind stone." And she has that like weird accent that Agatha always yes. makes fun of her, and it's like, where is this accent coming in? But it's, yeah, just it's in just and like, out, baby. You're part of the Mind Stone from my my heart. And Vision's like, oh okay, so strange. <laughs> right, but I yeah, think that's man. done. We'll talk about Avengers. But I think like that was something on like the first watch where I was like, are these? Two, is that the cube or is that the shaft thing? Like, what yeah. is? No, you're the you're right, difference there? It gives me it gives me Ajita to think about especially yeah.
0: when we do when we do conversations like this where we're going to talk about Avengers 1, first Avengers, Avengers 2012, big team-up, big beat em up rock-and-roll movie uh, with the big orgy shot of all the six original Avengers, which everybody still gets very erotic about. Um, but there's, like, you're using the Scepter, which has got the Mind Stone in it, but it doesn't have the Tesseract, which is already on... Well, I don't know if it's already on. No, he takes the Tesseract. See, this is why I'm all fucky, man. Well, the Tesseract's
1: being uh, researched, right? It's in the, the property of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Right. So she, so it's not already in Asgard. It's it's still on Earth at this point. Yeah. Because at the end of Avengers, which which gets us into Loki, the the show on Disney+, he takes the Tesseract after the Hulk refuses to take the stairs. Oh, as we stairs. Learn, as we learn his canon from Avengers Endgame. So it's all kind of fucky. Yeah, um, And we're going to talk about Avengers 2012 in just a few minutes. We are in a little bit of a take a breath, right? We're like in the eye of the Marvel storm. We just finished Loki. Um, Black Widow came out. The discourse is kind of settled around both of those things. The first thing I want to ask, Lou, is I know we both went to see Black Widow in theaters. We know our uh, uh, last guest rejected Hannah uh, on Twitter Um, said that she saw Black Widow at home twice, uh, and we're now seeing that Black Widow's got, like, some weird numbers in their, like, second week at the box office. Like, it dropped, like, $60 million or something. Um, Do you think that's just Disney Plus cannibalizing itself with, like, the premiere release, or do you think it's a bunch of weird white dudes not going to see the movie because they hate that women get to, like, do things on camera now?
1: Black Widow financially has been one of the best-performing movies up there with, like, the likes of Endgame. And... Um, the first week they made $80 million, 60 million of that was from Disney plus. So that's 2 million subscribers paying the $30. And I don't think the movie theaters have really a leg to stand on because people are voting with their dollars and they're choosing to watch it at home. The first thing I heard after black widow, after the the credits rolled is someone said, Oh, I wish I would have watched this at home. So I could have paused it and went to the bathroom. Like COVID (laughs) has blown up this idea of entertainment. And I think it's a good thing because I think it should give you. Um, it should give you the choice to decide on what you want to do. You and I both saw terrible movies. I saw Space Jam. I chose to go see it in the movie theater for the experience, and it was fine. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be, so therefore I'm not hurt. You saw Escape Room, bad movie, yeah, right? Like those movies could be much better for us which is ultimately who the movies are made for if we can have the right. chance to watch it at home which is the direction we're going into so like the box office like you guys just recovered from COVID. i'm sorry nobody wants to go back to the movies but you know what like make it better make it a better incentive yeah. for us to even go see i'm totally them. with you i'm totally cool with uh, the to yeah. be honest, like I'm, a, I, I like
0: this like hybrid approach to work. Like, if people want to go back to the office, go ahead. If you want to stay at home, stay at home. Like, who gives a shit? It's kind of, I feel like the same thing with the movies, but I, I do agree, Lou, that there needs to be some incentive. And I think this is like, hello, Mr. Movie Pass, if you're listening, I know you're like in debt, like billions of dollars. For good reason. Fucked
1: real bad. You fucked up real Lord bad. Last time.
0: <laughs> but like, if, if, like, now is the time for a program like that, right? Like, an, an AMC has one, which is like a nice subscription thing. You get like three movies a week or three movies a month, whatever it may be, for like a very base price. And like, that's the type of thing I think right now that could really drive people back to the movies, right? Because, you know, there's going to be a couple of releases a month that you want to go see. There's going to be a couple months where you don't want to go see anything. There's going to be some movies that you would rather see at home. But if I'm incentivized to say, oh, I don't know, if I'm paying – a month to go see three or five movies and Disney plus has charged me $30 to see a movie. I'm probably going to go to the theater, right? Because then I get the chance to go see it again, or I can go see a different movie. Right. But like the the theater's really got to pick it up with like, like you said, make it a better experience. Baseball did that, right? They, everybody said, man, our stadiums are boring as shit because the games are boring as shit and everything costs $9 million You can't get a hot dog and a soda because it's $60. Let's give him Shake Shack. Right. And you probably paid $200 for the tickets anyway. So what if instead of just the concession stand, what if we just built a fucking restaurant in there? Right. Like park. Right. What if it was a slide and the fastest pitch and like, et cetera, et cetera, but they made it worth your dollar. Right. And like, now, people, when they go to baseball games, they say, okay, either I want to do the regular fan experience, which is still an experience, right? Open concourse. You don't even have to sit in your seat. You just walk around all game long, right? Like, that's cool. Or people say, like, I'm ready for, like, the elevated experience. And then they can do the club thing, and they get the buffet of food, and they get drinks, and they get to hang out, and they still don't have to watch the game. But, it's like, like, movies need that. I'll take the... Not saying they need the buffet, but you know yeah. what I mean.
1: I'll take the other side of this. So you and I are both looking at this through a, a single – guys perspective like you enjoy going to the movies by yourself i like going to movies with myself i recently went with somebody else but likely would probably go with myself and i think for what the content is it's fine and there's many different parties at, at fault here. There's the companies that are creating the movie. So we're MCU, right? So we're talking about Marvel. And then there's distribution, which I think Marvel just distributes it through Marvel I Studios. Think, I think so, yeah. Avengers 2012, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes, was actually the last movie in the, in the MCU timeline that was still being distributed by Paramount. And then there's the streaming services, which are a finite group of bunch who have invested in their streaming technologies here. And then there's the movie theaters, which are like the brick and mortar. You have to come in here and come sit here. And they don't really have like a good punching chance here. Like you have the AMCs, which have, well, AMC is now a kajillion dollar company because it's game stock, but they also have their, their TV series. And so I have two points that I want to make. So I think when people were going to the movies, like maybe when you and I were, were kids, there was no YouTube. There was no TikTok. there was regularly scheduled programming that feels like archaic at this point like sports center is just going to loop over and over again <laughs> and there just wasn't anything good dynamic creative everything was yeah. one perspective now that's different why am i going to go take a chance on going to see jungle cruise which you and i might go see anyway when i can go you know watch someone's youtube channel for four or five hours for free watch a couple ads about you know dehumidifiers and essential oils and then be totally entertained we get very different ads on YouTube. No, I, I don't need – I wanted to take something, like, really weird and, and strange. I usually get the, like, the Manscape. Yes, okay. And, and right, Monday.com. Good. So we get the same ones. Yeah, if we had the, to pull back the, the curtain. And the
0: guy who talks about his toxic poop, you yeah. get that guy? Yeah, sometimes it's I hate like, that
1: guy. like you'll just hear like, oh, this are your poop, and you're just like, what? I thought I was watching this video about having to make my emails more effective. But anyway, so that's one side. The second side is that you and I are looking at this through a single person's perspective. I last sure. night spoke with my dad, and we were talking about like how COVID has, guy, has changed dad. all this stuff. Yeah, great guy. Um, When you think of it as a family, it's like a hard stop. Right? Because if you're like, you're gonna go to the movies, like you and I were like, oh, $18 for a Friday night ticket for an IMAX, that's a great price for me. But times that by four, times that by five, times that by food, times that by dinner. And we're not talking about like good food here. We're talking about Applebee's at a movie theater. (laughs) Like we're not talking about like an escalated dining experience here. So, what is the winning argument for movies if not for just niche movies? Or these, like, big budget things that just bring people in. It's fascinating.
0: I wonder if we're getting to the point, and again, I know this is MCU for Dummies, and we're about to get to the MCU stuff, I promise. But I wonder, and this is this is tangential to it, because I wonder if we're on the verge of, like, a Disney Plus movie theater. Right? Yeah. I, like, I wonder if we're on the verge of a Hulu Amazon theater but like, right. but why do they need to do that? Right. Like the mo- money talks black widow comes yeah, out because theme, 80 parks, because theme parks make money, even though they're stupid. And like, you don't understand, I don't understand how they make any money. Like people want to go there. Right. So like, I-, I think there's something to be said for like, you want, I wanted to see end game with people, right? Like you, there's, there's something human about that. Um, so it's the same thing as being a sports fan or the same thing as being a music fan right like you you could listen to any album you wanted at home at any given time you could listen you could watch any sports game at home at any time but there are times and there are experiences that you just want to have with other people um, and I think that's still legit when it comes to like these entertainment pieces also like we all gathered around on Sunday night to watch Game of Thrones right like that was not an option like everybody did it even people who didn't like the damn show like set time aside on sunday to watch game of thrones right like even as a family or whatever but i think there's and and that's part of the issue with the um uh, uh, disney plus release schedule right now which is kind of all over the place uh, like 3 a.m releases or whatever like there's just no no specific time where everybody can sit down and watch yeah um and I and I think a theater still provides that and is still like a cool experience,
1: but I think they need to heighten the experience. I really do. What I could see happening is an Amazon or Disney just buys a movie chain or yeah. like works out a deal where it's like we will uh, like give you the rights to these movies and you will charge us a lower percentage because they have so much power to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Disney with right because the how
0: many times does our did our old uh, our old guest rejected Anna right like how yeah. many times has she rewatched uh, Falcon uh, Captain America Winter Soldier right she loves that movie if it was playing at her local theater and like you could get like a food package or a drink package and you could go there and watch the movie in the theater again right with the with the full surround sound the whole thing like it's just cool yeah. right like I think I think people would do that.
1: Yeah. And in the United States, there's AMC with 11,000 total screens in the country. And then there is Regal at 7,000. And then yep. there's uh, Cinemac. Nope. Cine... Cinemark. Nope. Cinemark. Cinemark. There's a lot of Cinnas. Uh, Cinemark. <laughs> uh, which is like 6,000. So I could see like a lot of those shutting down. You don't need seven movie theaters in like a small consolidated area. I think it's
0: wild. Those numbers are so crazy to me because like in the Charlotte area alone, which is not a gigantic area, but I could count off the top of my head four AMCs. Yeah. And then you're telling me that there's only 11,000 in like the entirety of the United States. Like I would assume that there's gotta be close to 20 in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, maybe, I don't know. But, yeah, topic for another time. Maybe we get our good old pal from college on to talk about the uh, streaming wars. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Let's move into uh, – a quick – how about, like, 60 seconds on, on the Loki hangover? Uh, to me, I think I'm, like, just starting to tail back. One, because I'm just burnt out by watching it, following everything, and living in that world for six weeks straight. They did a great job by, by grabbing me in, and I'm happy it's yep. over, but I'm glad it happened. And I'm just, like, taking a step back because I think the next dose of whatever we see from this Loki world is going to be probably late 2022. And Jonathan Majors is great, but I, I can't read about him for for two more years. we got to put him on pause for a bit, and we'll come yeah. back at some point. And also, M.T. from New Rockstars, you are savage by calling Kang Gang. Show him the picture. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of a bunch of Kangs around uh, – a, a willing oh, participant. Boy. We'll just leave it out there. Oh that. my goodness. But yeah. how have you been handling uh, how have you been handling the Loki hangover as as this comes into port?
0: Yeah, what's what's frustrating is that I'm I'm getting annoyed with like the Twitter verse. Um and there seem to be there seems to be a lot of discourse around MCU stands versus Marvel fans. And I don't get the fucking difference. Okay. I just don't understand what everybody's talking about. And I think they're mad at us for liking the MCU, but not reading comic books. And I get like, I suppose that there's like a baseline there, but then they're like, but they're not mad at us for that because they're only mad at the people who stay in the MCU, regardless of the, of the Marvel lore. And it's like, what are you even talking about? Right? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? So I, it's, um, it's a frustrating discourse right now on the Twitter sphere. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but the, the hangover is, is kind of settling in pretty heavy. Like, I think like it was really cool to see Marvel, like do a release, a big bad on Disney plus, right. Which people maybe weren't so sure would ever happen. Right. Maybe they thought Disney plus would be kind of like fodder. Um, but it feels also like a little bit like they're cannibalizing themselves a little bit now Um, that they seem to have like taken away the punch from Black Widow. Now, again, they were like in a tough spot with COVID and stuff. And then like, that just is what it is. Like they didn't really have much of a choice anymore on when to release stuff. So they just kind of had to start doing it. Um, but I I'm, I'm really interested to see how the, Scheduling
1: works moving forward because you need a break. Can I read? Can I read a list that's gonna make you sad? Yeah. Regarding Phase Four. So if COVID didn't happen, this was the original. Oh, I know.
0: The today was supposed to be Spider-Man, right?
1: Uh, I don't know about that, but the, well, like a couple days ago. The so so the original Phase Four announcement, which was the one before Comic. Uh, sorry, the one at Comic Con. The one at Comic Con yeah. was much shorter, and it was not the one the disney investor day which was which was yeah. bigger okay by that by if covid never happened this was 2019 it was announced we were supposed to get black widow may 1st 2020 eternals november 6th 2020 that's going to be later this year in november shang chi february 12th 2021 instead we got uh falcon winter soldier wandavision spring 2021 instead we got Falcon and Winter Soldier, basically. Uh, Loki (laughs) would have been Spring 2021 as well. And what if, back on schedule, Summer 2021, Hawkeye Fall 2021, Thor November 5th, 2021, which is now uh, next year. Hawkeye, end of this year, maybe next. What if, still on track. Eternals, end of the year. Shang-Chi, close. But it's just sad. It would like, yeah. And, but, but also during that announcement, there was no mention of the Guardians of the Galaxy three, no mention of Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Edition, no uh, mention of Wakanda Forever, and there was no mention of um, Captain Marvel two or Spider Man. So, yeah. yeah, we just would have had like, we would have had so much crazy, man. By this it's point. crazy.
0: I, it's it's hard to even think about. Like, yeah it's just, it's weird. It's weird. And then like, I don't understand that like the, the retiming of things, like I'm sure it makes sense in their heads and in their plans and whatever. Um, but I, I also think like, like I said, I think there needs to be, and I'm interested to see like when it comes down to like final release dates, right? Like when exactly things are coming. Yeah. Um, like the, the Loki finale and penultimate episodes surrounding the release of black widow was such a mess. I think it was just so difficult to have those two conversations at the same time. They're totally different.
1: Yeah. Right. Tough. They're just
0: not, they're not even at all related at this point. Right. So it was just, it, it was a difficult, I think difficult timing wise. And the hangover is real. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Like it was nice to have a week off of like new stuff. Um, and, and and it's nice knowing that, like, even the next thing is kind of, like, non-canon. I know you're 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 getting deep on the what-if stuff, and I'm excited oh, for you to kind start of enlighten that. me. Um, but, like,
1: it's nice to have a week off, I think. I'm sure there was business decisions. Like, Black Widow aligned so perfectly with July 4th. Like, that was probably a given. Oh, it's such a nice summer blockbuster movie, right? Like, that made yeah. sense. Yeah, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, between that and Loki, there was uh, quite a large gap. So, like, I think any... Longer would have been like, what are we doing here? So yeah, I agree with I you, know. but I also think like no one's complaining. Let's move on to That's the Avengers. True. Let's do it. Avengers 2012, Lou. It was no uh, recap because uh, uh, you know we're not good at those. I know. No, just, recap just, just analysis. Spoilers. So go alert. watch the movie. Go, go watch, watch Avengers it. 2020 uh, 2012.
0: Go watch, go watch it. We're just gonna talk about it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. okay. Don't don't worry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you off about the plot. Okay. <laughs> and if you don't know what the fuck happened in the movie. Like, even dummies should kind of know at this point. like it's it's all been referenced a bajillion times within yeah. the MCU and then within any discourse about the MCU that you've seen, um, they've all talked about Avengers twenty twelve. So we'll do a quick little one. quick little tiny one. Everybody's involved, okay? There's big orgy shot with the six original Avengers in the middle of New York. They all assemble. The, big circle nobody says it right they save that for they save that for endgame of course um but they do the big sweeping camera shot uh iron man takes a bomb into space and and uh, he lives and they get shawarma that's really the that's that's the fun stuff yeah um some 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 interesting plot lines develop right A uh, loki a little bit more character development there uh a little bit of an introduction of the some of the you know, spacey, weirder stuff with Thor, with some of the grounded Earth
1: Avengers. Um, well, let's go through Nick, all the characters, like how everyone well, did.
0: Do, I'm getting there, buddy. I'm
1: getting there. I feel like that's the easier. We start give with, me a second. Start with Hawkeye. Well, give me oh, There's no, no, give me, nothing. give me nothing to say there. Give me a second. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm so close. Okay, so close. okay, go on. Re- um, rewind it back. Go on.
0: Your boy Coulson dies, which is a sad one. Agent um, Coulson. Agent Coulson. He passes. Uh, and this and this this film kind of takes place uh, directly after the post credit scene of Thor, yes, which is uh, which includes Loki with the scepter and Doctor Selvig, uh, who I am logged into Skype as today, yeah, um, uh, is is talking to Fury about the Tesseract slash, uh, yes, talking about the Tesseract, which is on Earth at that point. So, Lou the boys and girls of the Avengers initiative yes. as they come together for their first big team up, beat them up, rock and roll battle. Uh, the battle of New York, which it has come to be known, which is, is, is a nice storyline they carry through. Like you, you even see in Spider-Man homecoming.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is oh, a great hell. business opportunity for people yeah, to clean great up business the city opportunity for, <laughs> for, for clean for up Michael the city. Keepe. Yeah. Um,
0: so Lou, let's start with the, the start with the puny earthlings. This is not our, this was not our first introduction to Hawkeye. We met him in Thor. Um, but it was his first kind of like, you know, big screen time. Yeah. He talked uh, more. He, he did unfortunately. talk
1: more.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, Jeremy Renner has had a weird career and he's been nominated for awards. and I'm, And he's got like a perfectly fine acting pedigree. The problem is he's a fucking weird dude and he's uncomfortable to be around. Not that I've ever been around him. But that's the problem. Like, it's noticeably uncomfortable to be around Jeremy Renner, even when I'm watching him on on the movies.
1: Okay? That's weird. I'd love to see somebody clip up footages of people talking to Hawkeye directly and, like, just excluding uh, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. I feel like nobody addresses him directly. I feel like it's just, like, general conversation. He just contributes. Like, no one wants to talk um... to him. No one has a relationship with him besides Nat.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. And then, then, and then, of course, I always just think about the Jeremy Renner app. Um, yeah, you hate that.
1: Which, All right, which, this conversation is very biased. Obviously, we're not big Jeremy Renner fans, but also I'm like, not. I, I don't know who it is, what it is. Who would have been better? I don't have a solution, so therefore, I shouldn't be complaining. But yeah, fair enough. I agree with All you. Right. Well, some, okay, some parts. Clue. Thank you. Some parts are cool. He's got arrows that change. Yeah. Uh, they call him like a loss, but also like he's not the one that's carrying the ship here. So sure, it's fine. Sure. You need you need so, some B minus C plus players here,
0: right? So so there's your Hawkeye. Uh, he doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, he kind of just you know battles around New York with with everybody. Yeah. Um, what about Black Widow? I mean this this was like a our first real look at her, um, like doing superhero stuff we saw her do some stuff in in iron man but like this was
1: her first like black widow yeah uh exposition great opening scene where she's like being held captive and has to like escape from there and they give her the cell phone she's talking to colson so that was really cool it like kicks off the the 15 year drought of just wanting to know more about nat's story and for them like I understand why it was relevant and for them to introduce the the main characters and then have Hawkeye and Black Widow as like the, okay, we can get to them at some point. It worked. Yeah. It was fine. We tolerated it. But I think everyone left the movie theater saying, I wish we get to learn more about her next year. And it just never happened. And that's unfortunate. Whether it was because it was a woman character or it just wasn't on the slate. I don't know. But Black Widow just came out. It's worrying praises so we'll take it we'll have to see what happens but i I don't know like do you think if we got a story about her if we got the same movie the same black widow movie eight years ago how much of a difference do you think it would have made to like know all that backstory i i
0: think we'd be waiting for a black widow two, right Uh, i mean i think we i think a lot of people still are you know um but you know here we are fair point here we are i mean give (laughs) me
1: she comes away as a big fan favorite i think
0: Oh yeah, it's cool to see her in action. You know, yeah. it's cool to see her actually be, um, you know, Nat. Yeah. Cool to See her be Black Widow. Let's talk about. Uh, let Let's let let. We'll skip the big bad for now because I want to talk about Loki extensively since we've had so much uh, Loki interaction uh, over uh, the last couple of weeks. I want to save Iron Man and Captain America to the end as we always do because they are our boys and we love them very well, much. What about Hulk? Mark Ruffalo. Well, I'm, ge- all right, I'm you wanna wait? I'll,
1: I'll play I'm by the rules. Here. I'll play the game. Just jumping, buddy. I'll you're play
0: jumping. the game. Let's talk about uh, Loki's brother really quick. Let's talk about Thor, who had, like, a weird intro to the MCU. We all know Thor yeah. wasn't everybody's favorite movie. Um, and here we are, uh, Avengers Initiative kind of kicking off. He's down to Earth. Well, he's, he's on Earth um, again. Um, and they're kind of, you know, kind of like introduced, like, who is this fucking clown, right, and uh, Loki's my brother, he's adopted, et cetera, et cetera. When you think about Loki, uh, when you think about Thor's first movie, and then where he ends up with Ragnarok, right, like the transition from, like, big serious Thor to, like, funny Taika Waititi Thor, like, where does Avengers fall for you on that transition line?
1: It's not great. Like, he he. <laughs> Didn't really have a lot going for him. The Thor character does not get realized, as you mentioned, until Ragnarok. So I don't think it's completely fair to, you know, ding him here. He's doing the best that he can. Because uh, yeah. we see Chris Helmsworth is able to do it. So good for him. But yeah, a rough rewatch. Also, like, I don't know when there's going to be a good point to bring this up. But if you watch some of the like the, the technical analysis of this movie, the, the visuals are really tough it's very dark it's very flat like they don't there's a lot of scenes that get shot in the helicarrier this big ship that shield runs and thor just looks really silly because he's just like blonde hair really big and there's just it's just weird like he's very colorful compared to like everyone else's natural outfits and he just like it looks really strange in the movie and yeah, like you get the gist of it, and I'm like, I think it's like great to go back in time to tell people in 2012, like while they're walking out and being like, "Hey, he gets better," I'd be like, "Oh, really? Yeah. Like that would that would be good to know?" But not a good showing from Thor.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure it would be nicer to to know. Yeah. Um, that that he'd be better. It, talk, it, talk, what about his buddy? What about his buddy, the Hulk? Your fan, Hulk. big guy, Bruce Banner. Uh, the addition of Mark Ruffalo to the cast. First time we see Mark. First time we see the Hulk since uh, the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. The Abomination. Um, uh, The Abomination, who is coming back in Chung Chi. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of teased it, right? Like, this is the Avengers. We know the Hulk exists in the universe, and we know Tony Stark is talking to a guy named Bruce Banner, right? And you're just kind of left with this feeling as a movie fan like that's not the guy i know but okay this is the hulk now was it weird to watch uh
1: i saw i never saw i so i saw avengers 2012 in theaters i don't think i really yeah no yeah uh saw it in theaters um i don't think i ever saw the original hulk movie because they were bad and it wasn't like part of the mcu like canon and Looking back on them, I think Mark Ruffalo was in a very challenging situation. His performances in all of the movies that he plays the Hulk are like all very consistent. Maybe it peaks depending on your take of how he is in Endgame. I actually like the smart Hulk take. I know some people were like, This what this doesn't make sense. But I feel like he never peaks, but he never dips. And this situation must have been very challenging for him because he had to recreate a new character while also, like, understanding his role. Like, I'm not a weirdo like Nat and Hawkeye, and I'm not part of the core team, but I'm new, and I got to, like, fit in the middle here, and they're telling my entire story in movies that don't have my name in the title. And when you put all that in consideration, where we got to, it worked out pretty well. So I'm a big fan of Mark Ruffalo. I think he was great. Joaquin Phoenix was somebody that was uh, talked about for getting this role instead of Mark Ruffalo. But I'd be curious to hear your thoughts in Mark Ruffalo Ruffalo transition from Ed Norton, and what would you have thought of a Joaquin Phoenix as the Hulk instead? Jesus. Yeah. So
0: it's kind of a cool. Now I'm thinking back on the movie itself, uh, and like the the you know Nat uh, who like this, and we talked about it with rejected Hannah as well. Uh, Nat
1: who had like this weird sun's uh, getting real low buddy yeah
0: this weird <laughs> romance
1: with the hulk for like a, a half a movie there which was interesting um it peaks and, when he comes out like shirtless in a towel in infinity War. yeah after shaving with his nice gillette product placement razor yes you gotta love it and you're like i thought what's going on here so yeah so so, gone, so, gone. so
0: it's a cool little start where she goes to like calcutta to like get him and so you random know, like, bring him back. But I, 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 that is where we left Ed Norton, right? So, like, it makes a little bit of sense. um, But still odd. You know, like, still weird. Yeah. Um. So, Mark is a cool guy. I mean, he's done some, like, really good work in his career, which always makes me, like... Like, even during his time in the MCU, like, he was doing, like, really, really good Academy Award-winning Spotlight um So like very like just odd to me. I yeah. mean, I suppose actors can do a bunch of stuff shit that I can't do for sure. But like it, it was always kind of strange that he was able to like manage those things. So what so always kind of felt like he was a B character, right? Like he wasn't. He was just there for the big team up movies, which is obviously very true. Um, so it was kind of like a this is Mark Ruffalo, he's the Hulk, but he's not going to be around a lot. Like just get used to that. But I think you he know? played that
1: well. He knew his role. Yeah. No, I
0: think, and and I think we talked about that, like when we talked about uh, the Incredible Hulk and Thor in the same episode. Go back and listen to that one, folks. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he, I think he's a perfect fit. Like he, he, he's not, um, not a guy who like steals any scenes. Um, or like steals any movies which you don't want from a guy who's like very clearly a background character and it's I know some people are like oh the Hulk is the Hulk like he's supposed to be like the, this whole thing but it's like he they fucked up right with, with Ed Norton and the Incredible Hulk they also didn't they pick also, that
1: right right that wasn't and a Marvel movie no right it is Sony, Sony I believe I think it was Universal but you know what's Universal? challenging about the Hulk anytime he's like doing Hulk things he's grunting and he doesn't really speak and that's hard. Right, and yeah. who wants a, to be that? That's not and a great movie to, character. That's a good and comic. who wants
0: to do the mocap for a big fucking green thing that their yeah. face is not like? Let's not forget that like these actors are like uh, egotistical anybody, maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for putting it like that because I was struggling with a way to put it nicely. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth wears a
1: suit to Comic Con. Yeah. And, like it's like wow. Okay. Like you, you got the weird dress code here, yeah. Chris. But. We're with so it. i think
0: i think it was a perfect fit joaquin phoenix is a really 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 good actor and i think it would have been weird yeah um i think he would have been a weird hulk
1: there's a parallel uh, universe where he is hulk and then mark ruffalo isn't her talking to <laughs> isn't it scarlett, scarlett johansson? johansson yeah Yeah, and she as her the ai is like it's getting real low buddy the sun's getting real low but yeah it would be a good i'm pro I'm pro, I'm pro hulk
0: i'm pro hulk yeah, he's perfectly perfectly fine. Everything yeah. perfectly fine. Before we get to the big guys here, we've kind of done um, the the kind of the B character. I you know I hate to call them the B characters with with uh, uh, Black Widow and and uh, Jeremy Renner and uh, Hawkeye, I suppose is his name. Uh, Thor, who, his, his who is not a B name. character. He's yes. not a B character in this movie. Obviously, he's a big big role. But I would say the big three here are still. I guess you could... All right, fine. All right, fine, fine, fine. You classify the big four as Loki, Cap, Iron Man, and Thor in in the first Avengers. Those are the big four guys. I think Thor is even, like, maybe a tier below, but maybe a tier above the other guys. Um, But before we get to the big big trio at the tippity-top here, what about the weird humans that are involved? You've got Nick Fury... um, Maria Hill, uh, Samuel Jackson. you've got Maria Hill, and then you've got Mr. Colson, yeah, um, as well as Dr. Selvig. Um, anything like, does anything stick out to you about those, those yeah. people during this movie? I mean,
1: folks, let's be honest here, like Marvel was not what it was today. the The big acquisition by Disney occurred after this movie. This was kind of like the let's put together some book of work and then it's gonna it's gonna culminate in The Avengers. And then we'll see what we got. And when this movie started, when this movie grossed a billion dollars and then the Disney deal came about for a couple billion dollars, then it became a thing. And then you guess that you start getting phase two, phase three and now we're in phase four streaming service and all that type of stuff. So it was not what it was back then. But I think yeah. with all that being said, Chris Helmsworth, basically kind of a no name, Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk fine, like Robert Downey Jr. on a comeback tour, like post rehab, getting his life back together. Great chris evans everyone thinks he's still like the human torch samuel L. jackson playing nick fury just lent this movie a very credible lifeline of somebody that was established everyone respected him he is a character that has been in weird stuff like uh you know he has the the pulp fiction he was in star wars as mace windu so like we knew him from those sort of realms here and i thought he just like elevates this movie a bit when he's in those scenes to a level that I don't really know anyone else could have, because he's being a human, and everyone else is trying to be like a superhero and, and such. So, I'm big Samuel L. Jackson fan. Like, I think he's like historic all timer in the MCU. Amazing. Agent Coulson. Yeah. I feel like you're a big Agent Coulson fan, so yeah, you gotta you gotta love Coulson. Yeah. You gotta I mean, love you know. him. Maria Hill. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Maria Hill. I like I like that character a lot too. So. Um, all of them really well. I, I like the little like Hellcarrier politics story. I mean, rewatching them <laughs> is such a treat because there's so many Easter eggs. Where like oh, yeah. everyone is basically a Hydra agent, and it's like all under Nick Fury's nose here. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many good moments from you know Agent Coulson talking about Tahiti to the scene with him and Loki to um, his 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 Captain America trading cards that he asks for Cap to sign. <laughs> so there's like, there's so many good He's parts. He's a funny there. guy. Yeah, I feel like the humans, as we'll call them, I, I definitely added value. I'm a big fan of them.
0: Yeah, I, Lou. So I while you were while you were talking there, I, I was able to look up like how much screen time each of the uh, Avengers got during this movie okay uh your boy jeremy renner got a whopping 18 minutes a whopping in a in a movie lou that was hold on hold on i got it right here in a movie that was 143 minutes long which is a long fucking movie 18 okay? minutes he got a grand whopping total of 12 minutes and 44 seconds of screen yeah, time sounds about right uh and it, this is from a uh this is from a, a vulture uh, article. Uh, it's no surprise that Jeremy Renner's assassin was their serpent of least screen time. Thank you, Vulture. We agree. Um, it, weirdly enough, Thor came in at the second fewest with yeah. 25 minutes. His story, almost 26. It wasn't flushed out enough yet. I don't. It makes Which is sense. fascinating because he's got such like a connection to the main villain. You would assume that like maybe there was. He in fact, and according to this article, he 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 um, only has one extended dialogue scene uh and it's worth two minutes with with loki uh tom hiddleston so interesting there bruce banner your boy got 28 minutes and three seconds but of course there was the added need of having mark ruffalo get his face on screen probably um that was probably part of a contract negotiation and i imagine yeah i imagine it was a, a very clear percentage um of screen time that he needed to be there of of mark ruffalo needing to be there and in fact he got 20 minutes and 29 seconds of mark ruffalo face Hmm. meaning that he got eight minutes of hulk face so i imagine again it was maybe like a 20 minute bar that they had to clear and he got 20 minutes and 29 seconds that's actually very interesting thinking back on it black widow had the third most uh with 33 minutes Iron Man the second most with thirty seven minutes and a second and ugh. disgusting oh, damn it disgusting I'm so sorry I don't know what happens to me and Cap yeah uh, got forty one seconds more than Iron Man so like I said I'm, I'm very comfortable with with leaving my two guys at the top there in case yeah. anybody was like ah oh, this is a movie about the, the the whole Avengers you can't separate the two guys instead of the other guy well I did and. Uh, I did the right happened. thing.
1: We have stats to back it up. We have stats to back it up. So right,
0: let's, let's do uh, let's do cap and Iron Man real quick. And then we'll, then we'll do Loki just cause Loki's fresh on the mind. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so let's do uh, Iron Man. He's dead. Um, he's dead now. Spoiler alert. He's, he was alive uh, in this movie and alive at the end of this movie, after he takes the nuke, uh, which they have decided unceremoniously to drop on New York city, as they always do. And uh, uh, Iron Man takes it flies it straight up through the wormhole's ass, leaves it in space and comes back down yeah. uh, and then they get shawarma. Um, this was a, an interesting moment for Iron Man. I mean, there's, there's no denying that uh, as a whole in his character arc, the unselfish act uh, from your boy, Lou, does this, is this the first of, of a many changing Iron Man? And remember this is, after Iron Man 2. Yeah. So we get two Iron Mans before we get to the Avengers. So his character is is is, is in full transition
1: mode. Um, pretty cool movie for the guy, I think. Yeah. I think most people want to the movies to see Iron Man and his cast of friends, in my opinion. Right? Like, in, like in that time of history, Iron Man 2 already came out. That character is already getting fleshed out more. I think Iron Man was the big fan favorite and probably contributed a lot i mean he was the second most shown he's he's basically like number two on the avengers right like cap leads them but like iron man is is of the heart he's the one who like funds a lot of their stuff he builds in their tower he gives them their technology and the arc of the entire mcu timeline up to infin- uh, end game is basically how does tony Stark go from someone who's selfish? and picks up random women who write articles about him, sleeps with them, doesn't see him again, and then becomes like a selfless being for all of humanity, which is what we see in Endgame when he finally does the the final snap. So it's it's, it's a cool moment to see the character change in that moment where he thinks he's on a suicide mission to save everybody, more particularly Pepper Potts because the connection starts to get more intimate there. Uh, I think they're like he proposes to her or something like that at the beginning of this movie. I don't know. There's like amplified relationship here. So there's more at stake for Iron Man, but it's good to see Tony Stark's heart get a little softer in this movie. Yeah. And then, and then your,
0: your, your old cap who is on the moon now, potentially, well, we don't, yeah, or we don't Dan know.
1: Did. We don't know where he could the be, man he is. Could be the president he looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> he really
0: does. Wow. That's really poignant. Uh, actually yeah. that's fascinating. I never even thought of he that, looks, but he does look like, look like he looks like Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Captain America, most screen time in the movie. He is the perfect foil uh, to uh, Iron Man in this film. They're first of many debates over the right course of action, right? You've got the big strategist in Cap. You've got Iron Man, the money, and the brains behind it all. Uh, But it's your first kind of clash of these two, which you see played out again in Age of Ultron and then Captain America uh, Civil War, um, many a time moving forward. Um, but their first kind of uh, back and forth is is here on this helicarrier with with Shield and, and what they want to do with the Tesseract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Cap really just sets his own standard here, right? Like we've only met him once in uh, First Avenger. We know what he's about. We know what Chris Evans can do. We know the character. But this movie just kind of really solidifies him as that guy
1: yeah the coolest scenes is when he's directing the strategy with the new york city's finest new york police department and he's telling everyone everybody what to do but yeah i mean even like the opening scene where he's just like punching the bag like cap is always a man out of time and he doesn't really catch up until falcon winter soldier when he finally meets um uh sam and you know they're running he's on your left but like this he's just always just out of place and this movie which is his first appearance in this mcu post crashing into the ice running into Mm. Times square this is the first time we see captain america in the modern world and he's struggling he doesn't know what to do uh you know peggy carter's not there anymore and he does what he knows how to do best, which is lead and you know give others direction and put himself in the line of fire. And that's exactly what he does and he solidifies himself as that dude, which gains interest throughout the MCU and then finally pays off in that just that great lump sum moment when he's just alone on Titan and his arms broken and his shield is. is blown in a bunch of pieces and he thinks he's (laughs) gonna go fight thanos and his army by himself and he he does that great lip bite moment and then finally everybody comes to his aid and he does avengers assemble and he gets the the hammer like this is the like the the moment where it starts to like the water you see the first bubble start to boil this is that moment where cap was a la the chosen one so big time yeah i'll stop by cap homer hit right there but yeah i mean listen it's a core I, rewatch I become, now that i now that i'm like
0: more well-versed i used to not be a cap guy yeah i fully admit it but i am now
1: uh coming around to cap Ken, I, I truly f- truly am my friend you forgot a very important scene which is there's so much tension amongst the avengers that this entire movie josh whedon does a great job of, at displaying this when they're on the helicarrier yes, he Maybe, also does a great job of oh no uh, no no no, no don't no, okay, yes sorry. don't Yes, Scarlett Johansson's character is overly sexualized in this movie. I think she did a undeserving thing a weird amount. in Black Widow where she was like, great job, very happy for him. I don't know what happens behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what kind of relationship they have. All I can say is that there are some movies that are directed by Josh Whedon that have a lot of just visual display of Scarlett Johansson's butt. And she's wearing certain types of shirts. And then there are other movies that she's in where she is not doing weird. that and she's not a sexualized huh. item and she's just huh. eating a sandwich at avengers headquarters running meetings but ken what i'll get to is Lou, that's weird i know could you imagine how it'd sell i don't know but there's so much great tension on the hell carrier many can speculate that the mind stones at play here loki's using that to kind of control everybody here but at the very beginning of the movie there's that scene in the woods when cap iron man and thor all fight and that's a great moment because you have these yeah. three alphas from different times, Thor's from the sky, Cap's from the 1900s, Iron Man from modern day. No one has ever met something that is is at their strength level, and they have this epic fight that that results in Thor trying to just like end Cap's life with with Mjolnir, and then he ends up hitting the shield, and it like reverberates throughout the woods, shakes everything to its core, and then they're like, all right, maybe we could be friends. And I like that moment obviously pays off in Endgame when they all fight Thanos together uh thor's got crazy hair and he's got you know stormbreaker and all that type of stuff too but that's a great iconic scene too like that big fight amongst those three because you're like what is going to happen here who's going to come out on top and the answer is no one so that's my piece (laughs) well well, damn buddy uh okay well while you're on a
0: roll we got your boy loki who is the main villain you start us Uh, off with this one yeah i will all right fine uh the main villain here is is loki um Still, kind of reeling from the first Thor movie, where we think he dies for the first time. Uh, he ends up on Earth. Uh, he's 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 got Doctor Selvig in it with his scepter, uh, and he's got Hawkeye, who's, who's mind controlled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He is under the jurisdiction of Thanos at this point, uh, with the Chitauri army uh, trying to conquer Earth, take the stones. Um, and potentially give them back to Thanos, which we don't know if that was ever his intention or not, but that's where we're kind of at. And then to sit on the throne, right, Lou, as as the ruler of Earth, uh, that is his glorious purpose at this current moment. Now, we've met many a different Loki. We met real 2012 Loki who lost uh, the Battle of New York to the Avengers, and then went to prison, uh, and uh, uh, carried on his 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 story arc in the uh, what some would call the sacred timeline, uh, and then uh, died in the events of Avengers Infinity War, uh, and then we've also met Loki, who loses at the Battle of New York, steals the Tesseract after what? Lou? No stairs, I believe. No stairs yes uh lou uh takes the tesseract after the hulk doesn't take the stairs and disappears into the desert never uh, happened where if he is took the stairs where he is then arrested by the tva uh and on and on and on so lou we've met a couple of different loki's here this one is like pretty fucking evil right like this guy is like not a good guy like a lot of people die here uh in the battle of new york um nobody you know nobody talks about the collateral damage i know michael keaton goes to clean up the city later for a nice profit um, right but nice uh, profit. but but a lot of a lot of nice folks in their office buildings kind of get off here by the Chitauri yeah as they come to town this was like our fir- like loki in the first thor we was a villain there as well or kind of a villain etc cetera, etc cetera. but like this like this is it's kind of like an off-putting uh,
1: experience with this Loki because he's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, well, I got a I got a question for you, and then yeah, and then we'll wrap this thing up because my eyeballs are burning here. Um, <laughs> but does this movie do a better job at telling the story of how the Avengers come together? Or Loki's motive in New York. And the reason why I asked that is because the battle of New York gets mentioned so many other times it's mentioned in Ultron. It is something that like helps drive the conversation for the Sokovia Accords. It's mentioned again in infinity war and uh, has a lot to do with Loki's story and then the TVA and all that type of stuff that we know now, like what is, I guess the point, the point of this movie is to assemble the Avengers, but like, if I give you 10 points, you have to allocate them. Is it a 50-50 split? Or do you think, like, like what is the what is the theme point of this movie? Like, what, what would you say? Yeah, I, I mean, like, the idea, I suppose, right, is it the... It seems like there's a lot of conflict like, conflict back and forth and like, what story they're trying to tell.
0: Yeah, I, well, I think that's what Marvel maybe does best or maybe does worst, is that, like, they leave so many loose ends that they all feel like they're going to be picked up on at some point, right? Like... You could we, we could talk about themes in this movie for, for years, right? Like we know there's a relationship being set up between Nat and Hawkeye, right? We know there's a conflict being set up between Iron Man and Captain America. We know there's a conflict being set up between shield and Hydra. We know there's a conflict being set up between Loki and Thor and Loki and the rest of the Avengers. We know that there's conflict between the human Avengers and the God Avengers, right? Like there's so much there that you could just pick at it and decide which story you want to tell really. Um, I guess the, the the main, you know, if I was being cynical, the main idea of this movie was to make money, right? It put everybody you knew and loved into one movie. And if you were a Hulk fan, you went to see the movie because it had the Hulk in it. If you're an Iron Man fan, but you hated Captain America, you went to see the movie because it had Iron Man in it. It didn't matter, right? Like, you got to do whatever you wanted because it it included everybody. I think that overall, like if you sat down Kevin Feige and and anybody else who was involved with the movie, they would say like, this is supposed to be the team up movie, which also leaves room for character growth, which could tear the team apart, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I think what's interesting now is like, if you look back on it, you look back on Avengers 2012 with the knowledge that we have here in 2021, which when you say that out loud is fucking insane. And Like, you look back on it and you go like, oh, that actually, like, it was really laid out right in front of us, right? Like, even in Avengers 20, 20, there were there were clear character motives and motivations that would lead to a split of the team. And we know that Thanos is in the universe, right? So, like, there you go, right? Like, there's your big bet. Now, you would never guess Infinity War Endgame from that because that's just insanity. But, like, you could have read the comics. Right, right. Save save us there. Right. And you could conceivably see the fact that there's going to be a split in the team and there's going to be one big villain that brings them all together. Right. Like that's you could see that coming from Avengers 2012. Now, looking back on it, maybe in 2012, you couldn't see that. Right. Right. But here in 2021 and you look back on it, and you go, wow, well, that I, thematically, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. When you look at the future of the MCU, right, you look at. What 2021, the rest of 2021, and 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 on will bring you is there's no clear thematic presence right now, which I think is fun, but also I think a lot of folks who say that Marvel's just kind of throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what fits, um they might be onto something a little bit because yeah. there's really no thematic through line here, right? We've got and we've talked about this before. There's a conceivable four to five really big storylines young avengers thunderbolts kang the Conqueror, fantastic four galactus D- doom uh, what's his name mr doom doctor doom yeah at some point Okay. Right? and then there's like,
1: and there's the mutants
0: and then there's mutants and then the and and, and the multiverse etc cetera, etc cetera. like there's there's almost right now too much um and when you look back, and potentially when you look back at it, you will say, like, wow, Avengers 2012, the setup, even though the movie wasn't perfect, and I don't think a lot of people would put it near the top of their list. I'm actually I'm going to pull up Hannah's list really quickly. I have it right Some people love this movie. Some people, Some people the love five. the movie. Uh, Hannah has it at number two on her list. Yeah,
1: it's got great nostalgic I mean, value, and I don't know if they'll ever bo- bottle this up again because – Right. I don't yeah. think they can. You I, I don't think point. that's possible. Yeah, and so all I'm saying is, like, when you look back on this one, you're going to
0: say – wow, the thematic through line from Avengers 2012 through Avengers Endgame made so much sense. They did a phenomenal job setting the table in that movie, even though it may not be perfect. They set the table very, very nicely, and then they put out the full meal, and everybody ate themselves silly, and then at the end of Avengers Endgame, everybody had diarrhea, and that's kind of where we are now. We're at, like, diarrhea mode, where you're just kind of splattering big thematic chaos on the wall and you're going to see whichever one kind of stays the longest and then you're going to go with it.
1: What I hope does not happen is that. Is diarrhea? Me too. Marvel is great at telling multiple stories and they're getting better at this idea of like everyone has a story and they're, they're juggling multiple balls in the air at once. They're getting great at that. But what I think could be a weakness in the future are movies that are not focused properly. And that kind of act like as a smorgasbord to like, yeah, uh pay the people that really love wanda some respect and people who love loki some respect and like there's just like we have there's so many people we have to please while in the past it was just like the story is about cap leading the avengers to that final scene in Endgame, and the story is about tony eventually sacrificing himself which is something he could never conceive in the first movie yeah. everyone else kind of just playing the role Or going forward it's like there's you know like I, there's just like I feel like there's just gonna be so many people you gotta satisfy here for those big team up movies that I would be very interested to see how they're gonna pull off
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting Lou, give me your final thought really quick let's, let's let's put a bow on this on this baby here final thoughts Avengers 2012 where do you rank it how much did you love
1: it I, I think it's always gonna be a great movie to rewatch just because you know like how everyone's story kind of ends there's so much nostalgia it's a great movie to sit back and watch and you know a whole lot of it doesn't tremendously makes sense but you know now that you've seen endgame it's just like it's so it's such a great appetizer for the infinity war saga now that everything has finished and it was it's still a great movie when it came out i mean i'm not saying it's in the top five for me but i definitely understand why people would have it there because i think it has a lot of uh personal connection with those mcu what would you say i'm with you man
0: i'm with you i think it's i think it's very very good i think uh i I would put it probably in my top 10 just because of the nostalgia about the whole thing yeah um and i know we're getting closer and closer to to a full rankings uh uh video and i'm gonna be held accountable at some point for for where for how many movies i've said belong in my top 10 and at this point i think it's like 24 so i think i'm in i'm in deep shit yeah um but it's very good. I liked it a lot. I like rewatching it. There's so much you can pick out. Um, and I also like knowing that Jeremy Renner also only had 12 minutes of screen time. It makes me much happier to think about. That's a good way to (laughs) wrap it up. Um, okay. MCU for dummies folks. Follow us on Twitter at, uh, uh what is it lou mcu for dummies, MCU for dummies. So that's it right that's it. that's it mcu for dummies see i'm dumb dumb even when plugging shit yeah uh give a listen to our old stuff uh we, we'd be remiss if we didn't plug uh at rejected hannah the uh co-host of the cinemania world podcast and uh daze johnston uh a writer uh at inverse at inverse jesus christ i'm such a loser Sorry, Days Monday. We love you. We love you here. It's Monday. Um, And we we, we hope to have days back on. We hope to have Hannah back on. We hope to have a slew more guests come on as well. There's plenty, plenty, plenty more for us to rewatch, which we will recap uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but for now I can leave you with this, that the next couple of weeks over here at the MCU for dummies, we're hoping to bring some, some old faces back. We're hoping to bring some new faces on. And if we're unable to do so, then Lou and I are going to finally have a discussion on why the DCEU folks hate us so much, um, on the Twitterverse. So, um, there, there's lots to come here. Um, we, we are, are done really with, Uh, with phase one of of this like Avengers rewatch, which is very exciting Um, and starting phase two uh, where Kevin Feige is the only producer. Lou, he is the only producer through the entirety of phase two, which is fascinating. Uh, We go back into the world of Iron Man and Iron Man three is, is the next film on our docket. When we get there, it's, it's a couple weeks out. We've got some guests coming back. We've got What If coming out, um, and and we've got some more discourse to talk about before we get to Iron Man 3. But before then, uh, seriously, give us a like and a follow on the Twitter. We really appreciate it. Anything you got to say, comments, suggestions, cookies, questions, let us know what's going on. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I am dummy number one, Ken. That is dummy number two, Lou. And we will see you next week right here on the MCU for Dummies. And we also have a Hulk.